We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it's episode 70, and the guys are cracking open some beers, hanging out in the garage, and talking all kinds of sports, and there is plenty going on this week. On this episode, we are going to talk about the NBA Draft Lottery, the Cavaliers with some good luck. We're going to talk about sticky stuff, Garage Beers of the Week, and so much more. So come on up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome on in, everybody. It is episode 70 of the Garage Beers podcast coming to you live on the Belly Up Sports podcast network. Go check out Belly Up Sports and check out some of the other some of the other podcasts going on over there at uh, at Belly Up. Uh, I like this. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we went live here about the uh, uh, our hats and our shirts and all that stuff. And Lil Boomer, our buddy Lil Boomer. Chiming in that he's got this exact hat and this exact shirt. We're going to get to it again in a minute. But Lil Boomer, I hope you're enjoying it. Showing the people of Columbus down there your awesome new hat and shirt. And, uh, you know, if anybody's like, hey, where'd you get that kick-ass hat? Direct them over. GarageBeerShop.com. Uh, Be like Little Boomer. And if I, and when I make a trip to Columbus, I'm going to hug the shit out of Little Boomer when I see him. Ooh. You should ask. You should ask consent at least for that before you just jump in oh, with the hug. Lil Lil Boom Lil Boomer, can I hug the shit out of you when I see you? He's gonna say yes. He's gonna say yes. So, okay. anyways, All right. that's cool. Episode seventy here on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm Michael Keith. Find me online at Garage Beers Mike. Joining me as always over on the east side of Cleveland, it's Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what up, Chad? Hi! Hi! Uh, uh, do you watch MasterChef or Hell's yes. Kitchen? Uh, well, that, actually, mostly MasterChef. Mostly MasterChef. Yes. Uh, I, I think I'm. I think I'm just going to have a new drinking game, especially for this season. Like anytime Gordon, Aaron, or oh, excuse me, Aaron or uh, Jill have to remind you that it's the MasterChef Legends season, the season of legends, or if, I feel like they always have to just drop it in at just weird times. 
Uh, I'm gonna drink every time they uh, they have to remind me that it's the Master Chef season of Legends. I think I'm gonna be hammered within an hour. Yeah, you're gonna. Well, I you know what? I didn't even know that there was a new season. Is that yeah, is that it, like going it, on yeah, right now? It is. It's a, a new episode is on tonight. It's uh, Chef Morimoto is the is the uh, legend uh. guest. The, the the idea behind it is. They're doing a legendary chef every episode. So for the auditions, it was Emerald, Curtis Stone, and Paula Dean. And now oh. this week it's uh, Chef Morimoto. Uh, fun fact about Chef Morimoto: I have been to one of his restaurants. Uh, P.S. Little Boomer giving you the go ahead for the hug. Uh, so go ahead and, and and hug him when you see him yeah. in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, when I was out in wine country out there, out in Napa, awesome. I went to Morimoto, and it was spectacular really really good so chad is gonna get wasted watching gordon ramsay i would hope so (laughs) yeah chad's gonna get wasted watching gordon ramsay call people idiots uh he doesn't really call people idiot sandwiches on master chef but he should uh and it's legend season in case you didn't hear also joining us as always down in nashville tennessee it's our buddy Joey Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, what up, Joe? Barely joining you guys. Sorry. You did it. <laughs> Better late than never. Uh, as Chad pieces out. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he's like, all right, Joe's here. I can, I can, I can dip out now. <laughs> that is not how that works, Chad. Uh, it's all right. You know, I uh, as punishment for being late, I have a special beer that I probably talked about last week. But it's not really special to me. It's just special because I would normally choose a drink that says my garage beer. So okay, fair. Well, you're special to us. So thank you. Hopefully, yeah, good. I'm just trying to be a team player. You know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so here comes Chad back in, just having all kinds of issues, but he's back. Uh, Chad likes to do this at the beginning of our episodes, have a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, but then he's back looking handsome as ever. Hey, well, welcome back, we Chad. About if, yeah, I'm hoping. Thanks, thanks, guys. I'm, I'm uh, back. I'm hoping what I did uh, works. It just worked. All right. It bit, sounds much better. A bit of a delay. It sounds good. So, yeah. anyways, we're going to get past the technical difficulties, and if they happen again, we're just going to ignore them, so no big deal. Uh, but now it's time for us. Before we get in, we got a really fun slate of things to talk about. You'll notice the guys here. We are not uh, – no special guest here this week, so it's just the three of us. But we got a good slate. There's – for this weird, like, dead time uh, – and, and obviously playoffs going on in hockey and basketball, but it's that weird, like, slow time in baseball. Football, there's not really a lot going on, and so it's just a weird time. There's a lot going on. There was a lot happening, even in Cleveland this last week, uh, all the way up until today. So we got a lot to get to. Uh, but before we get to all that, we're going to start with our favorite segment of the week, and that is our Garage Beers of the Week. So, Joe, you said uh, you're making up for being a little bit late with a special Garage Beer. Let's just send it to you first. What's your Garage Beer of the Week? This was when I was in Gainesville, Georgia, like two weekends ago. This was my accidental sour purchase. Um, Trim Tab Brewing Company. Beach Club? Aloha now. I don't really know what it is, but we're going to find out. It looked like a really fruity like IPA. And I just may not have been sober on about it, so that's probably why I didn't realize it was a sour. <laughs> but I just poured a little taste here because I'm not quite sure. It's sour, that's for sure. There you go. Well, let's hear. Let's hear how it is. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound great. No, no. It, it might grow on me. Um, Sour is just like you can't smell them before you drink them because they smell like you're painting Easter eggs over the like vinegar, like <laughs> awful smells. Um, it kind of it's not the worst sour I've ever had. It kind of tastes more like a wine than a sour. 
like a little frothy wine. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've had worse on this show. A little wine froth. All right. Yeah. It's unfortunate because the two times I've had sour, I've had the same reaction where I've been just absolutely petrified to try it, and then I have a sudden like, that worse. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Joe, uh, so I'm going to pass it over to Chad, but while I do that, check and make sure your microphone is connected to your computer because it does not sound like it is. Chad, we're going to send it to you for your Garage Beer of the Week. What is it, Chad? Uh, just going real simple uh, this week, boys. Nothing fancy. It's a Corona Light uh, leftover beer from the uh, party I had over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're just going. It's a perfect summer beer. Uh, it's low in calories, so because uh, your your boy is trying to lose some weight, and uh, yeah, Corona Light, my beer, garage beer of the week. I saw Chad a couple weeks ago. We had lunch. I finally got him his garage beer merchandise, uh, and Chad Chad's girlish figure is looking good because he is, you know, he's not drinking the heavy stuff. He's watching his figure. He's watching his weight. So, uh, you know, Chad Chad's looking pretty dang good over there on the east side of Cleveland. I'm I, I'm going hourglass. I love it. All right. So that's going to bring it over to me over here on the West side of Cleveland. And uh, this is my last week of doing the, uh, uh, the first name the names, the first name thing. Uh, and so I feel like I'm cheating a little bit here, but in fact, this was a first name of a character in a movie. And so it has to count. Uh, the first name in this beer is Buddy, like Buddy the Elf. That counts. Okay. And it's called Did We Just right. Become Best for Best Buddy Buddy? It's Did We Just Become Best Buddy Buddy? And yeah. if you if you see the can, nice. you'll recognize the artwork on the can from Who Farted Brewing, which is an Ohio brewery. Uh, and it's really good. It is a triple dry hopped triple IPA triple dry hopped triple IPA so yeah I'm bringing it with a 10% beer here tonight that's way better than yes. what I'm drinking yes I've got a couple of them uh, no I'm not mad about it uh, and yeah it's, it's going to set us off for a good time so I like everything we got going on Joe has a beer that he's not really sure what it even is Chad's going with just a classic the Corona classic on a beach I'm tapping Mexico. out type deal what'd you yeah. say joe i said i'm tapping out i'm tapping out <laughs> i just i can't do it so my garage beer of the week is from southern grist oh we got a new garage beer of the week for joe hey, let me just like... okay let's do a new <laughs> one ah, it's so bad oh, I no. like them. oh it's actually probably a good sour i just really don't like them uh Double dry hop mixed greens is the name of this beer from Southern Grist. Mm-hmm. I love having the mini fridge right next to the desk. It makes mm-hmm. uh, makes that real easy. <laughs> so when you have a shitty beer, velvet, it's like it's so much better than that sour. I don't even want to put it in the same glass. Honestly, I might just get a new glass. Go, you know what? Get a new glass. Yeah, we'll get it all together. You don't need to sour up your beer. No, no, this puts me in a much better mood actually. Too. Uh. Everybody's in a good mood. Everyone's in a good mood now. Everybody's in a good mood. (laughs) We're drinking beers. And listen, we're going to have a good time here. It's episode 70, boys, if you can believe it. It's 7-0. We are are almost at the three quarters of a century mark on the episode. And listen, guys, uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. But anyways, those were our garage beers of the week. Let us know if you're watching us on our live streams on either YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, 
Let us know what you're drinking. Uh, uh, if you are not, but you want us to try something, just go to our socials and say, hey, guys, try this beer. We haven't heard you, heard you have it on yet. We'll go find it. We'll get it on the podcast. We'll have it featured as our Garage Beers of the Week, and that'll get you a nice little shout-out as well. Uh, but to you guys here on the podcast with me, cheers. To you guys listening, cheers. What's up, Chad? I was going to say, thankfully, you showed the uh, label of your of your brewery name because I thought you said who farted brewery. Well, and that's that that's the play on it. I, I mean, which is an amazing name for a brewery. My mine is a well, play like, on who words. Farted. Mine's like, a play who on did. words. Who oh, farted. like who like, who, who farted? Right. Ah, uh, mine's the play on words. Joe's is his original right. beer was the one that tasted like somebody farted. Yeah. So there was a theme of gotcha. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Perfect. Fart beers. Perfect. And exactly yours, how we Chad, planned it. yours, Chad, is if you leave it too long, it's gonna taste like a fart. That is mm-hmm. that's how all that goes. Yeah, yeah. The Corona lights do generally taste like farts. Yeah. Yeah. Little boomer yeah. drinking peak peak Whitney and lemonade tonight. Staying that's, off the beer. That's the go to. Yeah, it's delicious, right? A little bit of ice. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong no. with pink Whitney and lemonade. All right, boys. Uh, so we've done our garage beers of the week, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's keep it. Let's keep it timely and relevant, though, and let's do a little NBA talk here uh, because yesterday was an exciting night for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, yesterday was an extremely exciting night for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, it was the NBA draft lottery. The Cavaliers, after a, a tiebreak situation that they actually lost with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the Cavaliers have the basically the fifth best odds of having the number one pick, uh, but that's not really how the lottery works. It's like it's all convoluted and crazy. Anyways, they were like number five. Well, the the numbers went their way last night for the Cavaliers, and they wind up with the third overall pick. And if you talk to a lot of people and if you research this NBA draft coming up and all that, uh, you'll see that there's really four players at the top of this draft. There's four players that everybody is talking about is like the top four and then everybody else. So the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers are able to secure a top three spot means you're going to get one of those four players. Like what a huge night that was for them, especially I know a lot of people talk about how the Cavs had some great luck when they had the number one overall pick with Kyrie and Wiggins and Bennett and all that stuff. But in fact, in recent years, the Cavaliers have had awful draft luck. They've had awful draft luck, whether it was even dating back to like when they traded for that, uh, the, the Brooklyn pick from, from Boston in the Kyrie trade, that was supposed to be the number one pick. And then Brooklyn like wound up. Okay. That year <laughs> they, they've had awful draft luck recently. And so finally the numbers go their way. They get up into the top three and, and, and it's what they need because this team needs a superstar caliber player. And that's what you find in the top three of NBA drafts. Yeah. It's kind of like the past couple of years, they've been adding pieces throughout the draft. Um, but we haven't not for like a trying, I don't think we've found like that superstar personally. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the boat where I don't think Colin Sexton's necessarily the superstar of the future of the team. I think he's an incredible player. Um, but I would really hope that as a top three pick, we can come away with something that'll have, uh, I don't know, a little more substance, a little more superstar power, someone that we can really focus on building this team around in the future. Clearly it hasn't been working the past couple of years. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's, 
everybody's talking about Cade Cunningham, right? The, the, the dude from Oklahoma State, he's supposed to be can't miss prospect, top notch. You know, everything's great. Uh, and so it looks like it looks like uh, Detroit's going to take him. And then you you then you get it down to these next four guys, the uh, the couple of Jalen's and Suggs and Green, mm-hmm. and then hopefully the center. Um, and, and and it's really it opens up a really interesting predicament uh, for what we think the Cavs would do because it's obviously going to depend on what Houston does, right? Are they going to take Mobley? Are they going to take Green? Are they going to take Suggs? Who are they going to take? And then what does that do for the Cavaliers? Here's the interesting thing. We all watched we all watched Suggs uh, play for Gonzaga, and the dude was spectacular. Oh, yeah. Spectacular. Insane. But what position is he? He's a point guard or, or a guard. He's a guard. Right. And, and he's not a big guard. He's a guard. Well, what, what do the Cavs have right now? What are their two best players? <laughs> Colin Sexton. And Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Right. So is Suggs, is Suggs a guy that can fit in? Obviously, Mobley is a center. Well, you've got a center, but you know, you can't have, I don't think if you could start, you could start Mobley uh, and be fine. Mm -hmm. The real interesting thing is the interesting thing for me is Suggs, right? If they, if Jalen green falls in their laps, I watch Jalen green. And I think that guy is just spectacular and paired with the Cavs perfectly. He is kind of like what they thought Kevin Porter jr. Was going to be without what happened with Kevin Porter jr. Right. Right. But he's a freak athlete, but he's, he's a better shooter. He's a, he's a polished scorer. He's a great player. The question is if, if it's Suggs, what do you do? What do you do? How do you, you how do you have Suggs Garland and Colin Sexton on the team? Who it's gets relegated? You, it's not that you don't draft him because you definitely are going to draft. I think the best available person at that time that early, right? In the draft, you want the best talent you can get. Um, that would have to turn into some type of position battle, I would think, during training camps in the preseason. And and if you know they like what they see out of Suggs, if that's who we're able to get, and maybe that makes Colin Sexton a trade target. That, that's crazy. Which would be weird. That would be absolutely insane. <laughs> Chad, Chad, I know. I know. We're going to stick with it. Chad, oh, Chad, Chad, did you leave? Chad's experiencing delays. Oh, wait, Chad, come back. Yeah, he's got it. We're trying to get him in. Okay, well, you know what? When he comes back. We're going to get, I want to hear what he says about this because again, Chad has told us a hundred times on this podcast. He's not a big, huge NBA guy, but at the same time, this is a guy that spends a lot of his time sitting courtside at Cavs games, uh, uh, shooting video and and being part of the uh, QTV uh, and and all that. Uh, uh, So, uh, We'll see. I'd like to hear his opinion on this because it's it's to me it's fascinating. So, so now we have to we have to dive, Joe. We have to dive a little bit while we wait for Chad to be able to get back because he's having some crazy issues. <laughs> we, we uh, Chad, hi, oh, bye, hi, hi, <laughs> bye. I know, yeah. Um, we have to get a little bit into some of the things that have gone on around uh, around this. Hey, six one four hockey. Hey, oh, hey. hi. Um, 
uh, we've got to get into some things that are going on a little bit around all this. First of all, as the night is unfolding last night and the Cavaliers are waiting to see who they're going to get, where they're going to pick all that stuff. uh, Woj reports on ESPN that somebody leaked to him with the Cavaliers that if the Cavs wind up with a high pick, that they're going to aggressively shop it. And so now I'm sitting here thinking with the number three pick in a draft like this, where the top four guys are so clearly standout guys. Right. Right. So, you know, you never know. You never know. You could take Cade Cunningham at number one. He is the clear number one. And he, something could happen that causes him to bust out of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So that happens. But you, you just talk percentages. And when you have the opportunity to get uh, uh, the four guys that are available, um, what would it take? What would it take? To, to actually trade away that pick. Like what kind of player are we talking about or what kind of package or situation are we talking about? That's a tough thing to report too, because like, I feel like, you know, Kobe Allman sitting there and we had said this before on the podcast where he has been, he's made some absolutely incredible trades for this franchise. Um, but he's also at the point where it might be kind of do or die for him this season. If right. he can't make something big happen, he might be on the chopping block halfway through or at the end of uh, the next season. So I, I would say like, like, duh, like, yeah, obviously shop around that pick. Cause you know, and maybe in his eyes, he's like, you know, maybe we're like two or three guys off from being a, a pretty good team that can contend for a playoff spot. And that, that might be possible. Um, but on the other hand too, uh, rebuilding teams is, so hard and i don't envy any gm that has ever existed ever because uh it's it's incredible uh pressure on them uh to find the right talent to rebuild and to build around so you can look at what we have now and you have you know colin sexton you have uh uh darius garland you have uh some people that we might be able to trade the next year or so and you might say like hey like this is the team that we can get two or three guys in and uh you know maybe if we sell, if we trade this uh, number three overall pick, we can make something happen. Or you can be like, I don't think these are the guys. And maybe, you know, we take some of the trades that we made last year and then we maybe trade some of the guys that just haven't been able to build enough chemistry around for this whole team. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough position. But I, I don't see any harm in chopping it. Well, 614 Hockey here chimes in. Uh, someone who sells tickets. It's got to be a name that people recognize. And he brings up, remember when the Cavs got Sean Kemp? Yes, I remember when the Cavs got Sean Kemp. He was no longer the rain man at that time. He was a little bigger than his playing weight in Seattle. And yet, at the same time, he was an all-star in Cleveland. Like, he came in and played okay. But yes, but here's, here's the give and take, right? Sure, you go out and get a big-name player that people are going to recognize, somebody that sells tickets. That makes sense. But at what point does the value of a guy that's going to sell some tickets not have – like not – it's not worth what you're going to get at the third overall pick, right? So I, I wrote down some names, right? What return makes it worth it? Here are the right. guys that I think – and again, there's no rumor to this. There's no uh, there's no insider information. And I'm not an idiot. I'm just I, like I went through teams and thought I went through teams and I thought which 
which teams could be looking to grab that pick and would be willing to part with somebody substantial for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're not, we we can't be talking about the best teams in the league here. They're not going to, you know, you're not going to call like, I don't know. You're not going to call Atlanta and get Trey young. (laughs) Like that's, they don't need the third pick. They have Trey young. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking around. I'm thinking, okay, you're not going to get Jimmy Butler. You're not going to get Zion Williamson. Which of these, which of these teams would be looking at this? So the first player that comes to mind is Bradley Beal in Washington. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bradley Beal has been rumored to be on the trade block forever. Does Washington, Washington made the playoffs last year, but they weren't really like that great. Uh, and they didn't last in the playoffs very long. Is Bradley Beal a guy that's worth the third pick? Maybe. Yeah. Depend um, on it depends on his control and the contract because he he's not a free agent after this year. So no. depends on what kind of team control you'd have at that value. Yeah, uh, these next two guys I think are pipe dreams, and and it's solely based on like rumors. But obviously, rumor number one <clears throat> happened in Dallas that Luca is not happy with the way things are going in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Do you trade the third pick for Luca? Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Does Dallas take that deal? Fuck no. Nope. No. No, I mean, maybe, maybe Colin Sexton and the third pick, maybe Dallas thinks about it, especially if Luca's feeling like he is uh, unhappy, but that's a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. And, and I also think Luca said he was unhappy. So what did, what did Mark Cuban do? Everybody left. Their GM's yep. gone. Their coach is gone. Everybody's gone. They're bringing in new people. They're not going to lose Luca. The other one is Carl Anthony Towns up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not winning anything up there. They're not. No. They're not doing anything. They had the number one pick last year, and he was good. But they're, they're not winning anything up there. Is Carl Anthony Towns a guy you could pry away from Minnesota and say, "Hey, you could have the third pick this year"? I doubt they would do that. But maybe would would that be worth it? Yeah. Everybody else that I see, though, everybody else that I think about is like Spencer Dinwiddie from New Jersey. Really good player, like really good player. I'm not giving up the third round pick for or the third overall pick for him. CJ McCollum. What'd you say? You mean Brooklyn? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What New Jersey? Jesus (laughs) Christ. Is Vince Carter still playing? Yeah. Right. Somewhere. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm sure. Uh, Uh, CJ McCollum, Cleveland boy. Well, Canton boy, but Cleveland fan out in Portland. Is he worth the third overall pick? No, he's not. So that's the thing. All these people are like, Oh, you know, the rumor is that they're, they're looking to maybe try to trade. Who knows what the package could look like coming back. But, but which of these guys would actually be worth the third overall pick? Well, the problem be. too with trading this pick is to whoever you're trading it to, unless it's a team that really wants, like, is trading away a star to rebuild. Yeah, right. Uh, if it's a team that has like any hope of just trying to find a piece, like a specific piece for their roster, it's really not a super enticing pick because you have. I mean, you have one of four guys it could be. Like, it's not like there's a clear one, two, three in the situation. It is. It's one of these four guys. It's not very clear cut. Um, so I think that adds a little cloudiness too to the trade as well, if that was going to happen. 
Yeah, it's 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 a it's a crazy situation to me, and, and it's fascinating. It's fun, to be honest with you. This has created a very fun situation around the Cavs, who haven't had a fun situation until they got off to a decent start of the season. We were having, remember, we were having fun watching them, uh, <laughs> but it hasn't, and it hasn't looked good. Right? Things didn't gel the way that you wanted them to they put these pieces in place and like guys like Jared Allen looked good, but like, well, did he produce wins? No. Darius Garland. I know a lot of people say Colin Sexton was the best player on the Cavs. No, I don't think so. I think Darius Garland was the best player on the Cavs. Did it produce wins? No. Hmm. They need people that produce wins. How do you get there? Is it a trade or is one of these four guys is, is Jalen green. I'm telling you right now. And, and, there's a lot of other factors that go into this, but if you haven't watched tape on Jalen green, who played in the G league last year, go watch tape on Jalen green. <laughs> You're going to want to draft him tomorrow. <laughs> and then the day after that, like, yeah. the dude's a freak and, he, and he's so smooth and so good offensively. Uh, which of these guys is worth giving up Jalen green or Mobley or Suggs? So mm-hmm. it's just a crazy situation. Uh, but uh, it, again, it provides a lot of fun. So then it brings us to, then it brings us to kind of the fun one. And the one that I think a lot of people are just getting wrong, to be honest with you. I think a <laughs> lot of people are getting this wrong, Joe. And again, if you're just joining us, it's Mike and Joe, Chad, uh, having some, some technical issues. We're going to get that worked out. Uh, and we're not having any more technical issues after this week with Chad, but, uh, uh, right now it's me and Joe until Chad can get back. Um, here's the fun one, Joe. There's this guy in Philadelphia who just got eliminated from the playoffs by the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Played really poorly in the playoffs. His name's Ben Simmons, 24 yep. years old. And that's where a lot of the conversation is right now. Whether it's with the Cavs or, or really anywhere else, the, the assumption is that the assumption is that Ben Simmons is done in Philadelphia. It's, they were asking poor Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid and really poor Ben Simmons. They were asking them questions after their last game. Like, is Ben Simmons the right guy? And they were like, we don't know. <laughs> I, dude, I hate those questions, man. After you get eliminated from playoffs and you have to sit yeah. there and you're worried about like that. And they're asking you like, like, are you the right person for this team? It's like, well, fuck no, you can't ask me that right now. <laughs> yeah, we just got booted out of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Bless you. Oh. Ooh, that, should be, that should be the thumbnail for the episode Woo. this week is your the pre-sneeze. No, you know what it is? Was. It's, um, it's, uh, uh, the weather's so nice up here right now. Like it was in mid seventies today. All the windows are open. And so I'm just sneezing all the time. It's fine. It's nice. fine. I'm good. It's all right. Fine. Uh, so here's this Ben Simmons talk. And I think, I think a lot of people are wrong on it because I think a lot of people are judging Ben Simmons based on what Philadelphia was trying to have him do for the first several years of his career, which is so painfully fucking obvious that it's not what he should be doing that we're here. Here's where we are. I think I tweeted about it a while. Um, we're in this phase where every like superstar player, they're trying to mold them into LeBron James. Mm-hmm. 
it's like the aftermath. Like LeBron's obviously coming towards the end of his career. It's like the aftermath of watching LeBron James for the past two decades is that superstars coming into the league now, or they're like trying to mold them into LeBron. Now they're getting away from it a little bit because it's like the, the shooting guard takeover is happening with Devin Booker and Trey young and Luca and all that. But these bigger guys, it's the same thing with Giannis. It's, I, I know they, they're, they're playing now, and, and maybe they win a championship. Giannis is not a fucking point forward. That dude, he can't shoot. He can't, he can, he's okay at dribbling. He can't, he can't do the things LeBron can do, but they try to make him do that. Mm-hmm. Giannis is a power forward. Get him the ball in the post. He's the maybe the best guy in the NBA at finishing at the rim. And he gets fouled and all that shit. Guess what? Ben Simmons is a slasher and a power forward. He's like a slashing small forward, and that's what he should be. He's not a shooter. He's not a guy out on the perimeter. What he is, if you would take the ball out of his hands at the point guard and allow him to slash, his offense, his point scoring game would be so much better And you still give him the opportunity to get the ball in his hands and use one thing that's really good about his game, which is just his vision, his passing to make his teammates better. Yeah. He just isn't a point guard. He's not a shooting guard. What's happens in Philadelphia is Ben Simmons brings the ball down the court and then he passes it off and stands out at the perimeter. The dude's six ten. Yeah. And he's not skilled to be doing that. Put him (laughs) in, make him a small forward, make him like a hybrid power forward. We're slashing and getting to the hoop. And I promise you, Ben Simmons is a thousand times better than what everybody thinks he is right now. Because he is that good of a player. Are you thinking that that would be something that the Cavs would entertain with that third pick? Or should entertain with that third pick? here's Here's what I'll say right now. After that, after that playoff performance by Ben Simmons, I think if the Cavs gave up the third pick for him, mm-hmm. Cleveland would burn down initially. Burn down. <laughs> and I'm not screaming for Ben Simmons because he does have stuff to prove. So I, I don't want people to get me wrong. I'm not like he's young. He's 24. Yeah. But I'm not screaming for him. I get that there's limitations to his game. I think those limitations, though, are exacerbated by the fact that they've got him playing a position he shouldn't be playing. Mm-hmm. He's not a point guard. He's not a fucking point guard. He is not a point guard. <laughs> Put him in a position to succeed. And I think you now have an, an, a, an incredibly gifted, incredibly athletic, large, fast, incredible playmaker who doesn't need to be standing out at the line, trying to shoot the ball, who can defend everywhere. I'll be honest with you. And I know people might think this is crazy, but if I if if a if a notification came through that the Cavs traded the third overall pick and Ben Simmons is part of the return, and all of a sudden you got Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, and Ben Simmons, and that's what that starting five looks like, with you know with whoever else is out there, or Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Okoro, Ben Simmons, and Jared Allen, I okay, I'm not mad about that. Yeah. I know people would worry about the shooting and that's true, but you would need to put shooters on that team. Mm-hmm. You need to find shooters to come off the bench. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if that happened, but I think the city would burn down. I think everybody would freak out uh, yeah. about getting a guy that averaged like four points a game in, in the, <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And it's uh, to the, the point about everyone trying to make players into LeBron nowadays. It's like, 
you just don't understand how hard it is to do every position in basketball. Like, right. When LeBron would come out like in the pregame ritual when he played for the Cavs and he was like, he would say, oh, what was he? He'd be like LeBron James everywhere, or, like all positions or like he literally played everything because he could and he has a skill set to do that. I, I don't know if people just teams just think it's cheaper to maybe go that route or they think that they can just create a LeBron James, but you, you don't do that. Well, it's the same dude. It's the same Joe. It's the same as, as, as Giannis in Milwaukee. And, and yeah, I mean, like he's playing well right now, but they put him in these weird positions where Giannis is like a perimeter player out there. Yeah. He's not a perimeter player. He can't shoot for shit. He can't shoot. He me and him standing next to each other shooting, he would look way better than me. So don't, but it wouldn't look that far off. Right. The difference is LeBron has always had that ability to just pull up and drain a three in your face. Yeah. LeBron has that ability to handle, make the players around him better. But if things kind of break down, he'll nail a shot right in your face. Kevin Durant is that guy. Mm -hmm. He'll nail a shot right in your face. Giannis ain't nailing shots in anybody's face. Yep. He ain't pulling up for three and hitting it. So, like, they have to get this mentality that, every, like, these big guys that are, like, super skilled have to be this LeBron type. It's making them worse. It's right. making them worse. Oh, it's unfair to them, too. Yes. You know? I watch Giannis, and I'm oh, hey, Finley. <laughs> hey, Finley. Uh, Hi, buddy. I watch Giannis, and I'm like, what do they have this guy doing? Because even though he's putting up 38 points in a playoff game, I'm like, he would be so much better if they would just let mm -hmm. him be a power forward. The the Bucks are the most uh, interesting team in probably playing right now. Uh, I they just I just feel like they should be the way that they're just hyped and the way that they play in the regular season. They should be number one seed coasting to the finals. Right. And they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Good for them, but. Man, did they scrape by the entire way? Like, right? I mean, it's just it's incredible, and it's like they're they're facing the Hawks in this uh, this Eastern Conference Final. But is that starting tonight or is that tomorrow? Night? Yep, it's on right now. I think it's on right now. Well, how about that? Um, that's not right now, and it's like it's like they're going against the Hawks, who have been they're kind of like honestly last year's Heat team that you didn't really expect to get this far, but right. <laughs> Trey young is dragging them to the finals. Um, and it's like, well, I, I don't know if the bucks are just going to like walk away in this series either. Like they just, they, everyone's saying they're the favorite to win the finals at this point. It's like, I, I don't think so, but it shows you got like, it shows you like how important is, that guy that can make that play. Oh, Chad's here. He's going to try to come back in. He's trying to come back in. He looks good. Oh, yes, he does. Chad, speak. What's up? Hey. Yo. <laughs> He's back. All right. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Chad's <laughs> He's done with this Corona. You're going to need several <laughs> more Coronas. So here's what we're talking about, Chad, because we want. I want a little bit. It's funny. I gave you a lot of credit. Hey, there it is. I gave you a lot of credit before you pieced out there for a minute because you talk about how you don't love watching the NBA <laughs> yet yeah. at the same time. I think, I think you're as qualified as anybody to speak on some of this stuff because you sit and watch the NBA all the time. It's part of your yeah. job is to sit courtside and watch the NBA. So yeah. here's what uh -huh. Joe and I've been talking about. Okay. First of all, I want your opinion real quick because we already talked about this a little bit, but real quick rumor was that if the Cavs got one of the top picks, that they were going to kind of aggressively trade, uh, look to trade it. 
okay. and to bring back like an impact veteran type player. Who's worth that? Like, is anybody, can you think of anybody that's worth that? Right. Like uh, I brought up a list of players, like, like really, you're not going to trade number three for LeBron to come back. That's not going to happen. You're not going to trade number three for Kevin Durant. That's not going to happen. So it has to be somewhat realistic. So the, the players we brought up were Bradley Beal. Uh, okay. Uh, like a guy like CJ McCollum or Spencer Dinwiddie, maybe a guy like Carl Anthony towns. And then the, the, the pipe dream is Luca Doncic is really unhappy in Dallas and you trade him the third pick for Luca. Okay. But are there really anybody out there that you think is worth it? <laughs> I mean, uh, for a young team like this, all those all those guys you just mentioned seem like seem like they would be worth it because. Uh, but but the one factor that you gotta that you gotta look into is uh, are any of those guys willing to come to Cleveland and play? Just because we trade for somebody, uh, you know, just because we trade for somebody like that doesn't mean that they're gonna want to play. You know, I mean, you see a lot of the, you see a lot of these guys time and time again. They go somewhere that they don't want to go. They're going to sit out un- until their situation gets better, until they either move on or or, or until they until they figure out some sort of buyout, until they get waived. So, I mean, I think it's I think if you're Kobe Altman, you have to be very careful and do your due diligence and make sure that the impact player that you trade for is going to want to be here. Uh, so, I think that's a major factor. But like. All of those guys you just said, Mike, are probably are probably the type of players that 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 I think are are would would be attainable for the Cavs. I mean, outside of Luca, Luca might take Luca might take a lot more. Although Cleveland does have the uh, biggest Slovenian population, and when you know, he wants to come here for Corinth uh, Uh Yeah, pretty much. I think I think Carl Anthony Towns and Luca are pipe dreams. I just brought them up. I was trying to think of teams yeah. that like are underperforming that have good players. So, right. Like, and I know Washington made the playoffs, but they're, they're not great. Uh, but I wouldn't, I, I don't know. I, I'm not giving up the third pick for CJ McCollum. I don't think, I think Bradley Beal is interesting. I think Bradley Beal is interesting because a, he and Darius Garland have a, a close relationship right? and B that could all, you could still keep Colin Sexton in that mix. Like those three could play together because Bradley Beal's a big dude that could move over to that small forward position and be fine. Uh, I think he's the only one on that list that I was that I was like, ah, I think that could be a thing maybe, but he's also getting he's been around a while. Here's the next thing we talked about, Chad. Okay. Obviously, then there's the Ben Simmons talk. Ugh. Well, here's the thing. Okay. You got LeBron and Kevin Durant that do what LeBron and Kevin Durant do, which is something nobody else can do. And now you've got these other guys, mm-hmm. big, tall guys, Giannis. They put the ball in Giannis's hand at the perimeter and make him a point guard. And he's not right. He's a power forward. Giannis is the most pure power forward. I think I've ever seen, right? He can't shoot. He's not a great dribbler. He's a pretty good passer, but the dude finishes at the rim better than anybody in the NBA right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got Ben Simmons who they tried to make a point guard. The guy isn't a point guard. He is 6'10". He's got a good handle, but he's a really good finisher at the rim. Otherwise, he's not a good shooter. He is Ben Simmons to me. Like, here's what I said, Chad, and I want your opinion. Joe gave me his, too. I wouldn't be super upset if they brought Ben Simmons in. Only if they said, this dude is like a small forward. He's not a shooter. 
He's not a guard. We're not going to have him out on the perimeter, but this guy is going to come in and be a slashing small forward who can still use his passing ability because it is elite passing ability and just be in there rebounding, defending everybody and getting to the hoop. Like that's what Ben Simmons is. I don't know why we're trying to make him out to be this perimeter player. He's not. But, but isn't, isn't that what Isaac Okoro is supposed to be like for, for, for developing him though? I mean, do, yes. we, do we need another uh, a, a Isaac Okoro? I mean, I, I, I think we're I all... Mean, we need, like... To, to the say... Thing, the, the, thing, the, the thing I keep coming back to... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just I was just going to say, like... Uh, well, we, we kind of talk about Ben Simmons like he isn't, like, a perennial all-star. And he is. Like, dude's been an all-star mm-hmm. multiple times. Like, the guy is... The guy is out of position has still been very productive in the NBA. So put him in the right position. And then you hope to yeah. God Isaac Okoro could be like that. Yeah. In the right role, I'd be willing to take Ben Simmons, but you know, the, the thing I just keep coming back to with this Cavaliers team and why, like, and, and what I can't get out of my mind, regardless of how good Jalen Suggs is, uh, is scoring. Like this team just needs scoring and shooting so badly. And I just keep coming back to, like, like when you talk about Ben Simmons, yeah, sure. I would take him on this team in the right role, but like I, he doesn't put the ball in the basket enough for me. <laughs> like, like, like that, like that's just, so like, I would, I, I would take him again. Yeah. I would, t- like I said, I would take him in the right role as, as, as long as he's willing to accept that role, but man, oh man, his shooting woes don't look like they're getting any better anytime soon. <laughs> So here's the question, right? You've got this core with the Cavaliers. You've got Sexton, you've got Garland. Uh, I made the point, I think Garland's the best player on the Cavaliers right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than Sexton. I think Sexton's pure role is to be a, a fill-it-up score, but he's inefficient. And Colin Sexton, I think, has a lot of work to do to be the player that everybody kind of talks about him as. Yeah. But he's a good scorer. You've got Okoro, you've got Jared Allen. Now you've got the third overall pick. What makes this team better? You brought up Jalen Suggs right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Where does he fit? Like, he's the guy you brought up and said, I like him, basically, is what you said. I like that guy. Where does he fit, though? Well, Who right. gets displaced? Somebody has to get displaced for him. Right, and that, and that's the thing. you know. And I was telling you earlier, too, like Jalen Green seems like the pick that makes the absolute most perfect sense for the Cavaliers. But, like, is Jalen is Suggs too good is Jalen Suggs too talented to be able to pass up because I think if you draft Jalen Suggs you you you're really in strong consideration you're really strongly considering either moving on from Sexton or just trying to figure it out uh just because you're gonna have too many point cards you're gonna have too many cooks in the kitchen at that position so uh, yeah like but that's the thing you don't take you don't take a guy at number three and the, here's the thing, right? The NFL draft, the NBA draft, all these drafts, you don't take a guy at number three. If you have the third pick in the NBA draft, that guy is a starter and he better be damn good. That that's how the NBA draft works from day one. Right. And if he's not maybe a little development, but you better see some quick ass development from a number three guy. Uh, sure. You don't have time. I'm not, I don't have time to put Jalen Suggs on the bench and let him develop. Like he's number three. So that's why I tend to agree with you. Jalen green uh, is the guy that I like, but uh, is that, is that where we're at with the Cavs? Here's, here's the ultimate question. And before we get off the Cavs, guys, 
Is that where we're at with the, like are the Cavs one or two players away from maybe not from championship contending, but from like being a good basketball team? Let's talk about just being a good basketball. Here's the thing. Look at the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are currently playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. They didn't have one all-star this year. Mm-hmm. They've got a guy in Trey Young who is a very good basketball player. He's an incredible shooter. Incredible shooter. And then kind of a bunch of role-player-y type guys. Mm-hmm. How far away are the Cavs from being able, being able to do something like Atlanta's doing this year? Far. <laughs> you think? I, I don't I don't know if you're getting there with Colin Sexton, honestly. I don't. I I think again, he's an incredible scorer, um, but I don't. I just don't think he's a great team player. And I think you need good team chemistry to get to where the Hawks are. You need at least you need at least one superstar in the NBA today to to in today's NBA to be able to go anywhere. And the Cavalier the Cavaliers just don't have that. The Cavaliers do have a bunch of really good role players, but uh, but if you're but so I think they are. Like you said, a good basketball team. I think they are maybe one or two players, but like superstar caliber players away from at least from, from being a playoff contender. I mean, you saw flashes of it at the beginning of last year, but then just, you know, the wheels fell off, you know, it, you know, from, from mid season on. So I think, yeah. So I think, yeah, you're, you are one or two superstars away from right. being a good basketball team. I think, I think a couple things. I think, uh, I think you're right. I think you don't trade this third pick unless 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 the rumors in Dallas are true. Unless the rumors in Dallas are true and Luca wants out and and you can get him to come here and trade them that pick. Otherwise, I don't think you trade that pick. No, I think you go get Jalen Green, assuming that Houston doesn't take him before you. Yeah, and you know what Jalen Green is? Jalen Green reminds you a lot of what Kevin Porter Jr. turned into, and that's the shame. Before we get off the Cavs, that's the shame of the whole situation is that at the beginning of this past season, Kevin Porter jr. Went off the rails through for, for whatever reason and not to like stomp on the dude or whatever, but the dude went off the rails. Right. And it forced Kobe Altman to feel like he had to make a decision about Kevin Porter jr. Because I believe that this Cavaliers team should they have done things the way they did them this year and brought in like Jared Allen and stuff regardless and still had Kevin Porter Jr. would have been a dynamic basketball team. Yeah. Cause that dude can score. He can fill up the, like he, he was down in, he's down in Houston making scoring 50 point games. Like, like what? Underrated and finisher we, at the rim too. Oh, he was great. And, and, Jalen Green is a lot of that kind of a player, a, a hard, fast, dynamic player. So I think that's the guy that the Cavaliers need to be looking at. And I, and I do think between that and and trying to make one move, you got to figure out what to do with Kevin Love. Yeah, but I think you can plug Jalen Green in with with Sexton and and Garland and 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 Jared Allen and roll from there, and we'll see what happens. But. Anyways, it's it's just going to be an exciting offseason. And and like I said, uh, like I said before, Chad, catching you up, it's just it provided some excitement with the Cavaliers. The third overall pick, that's a big deal for us. That's that's that is superstar territory, and you should be getting a superstar in that position. So yeah. we get off the Cavs. We'll see what 
Oh, the, old Cle- the old Cleveland came out in me in the draft lottery, like when I was watching it last night. Like, I know I know the worst they could pick was nine. So starting at nine, I just kept saying, what, like every time he said, with the ninth pick in the 2021 NBA draft, I just said, Cleveland Cavaliers, just so I could prepare oh, myself for the disappointment. I said out loud, Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, and it just went on and on. Eight, seven, I was like, Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, okay. So, what did you see this? Did you see this idiot? There was an idiot on Twitter that was like, Oh, the Cavs. Listen, I know the Cavs have picked number one more than any other franchise in history. Fine. But like, oh, the Cavs have done this and they had this pick and this pick. What have they ever done? And he went all the way back to like 2011. (laughs) And I was like, sir, you do know the Cavs went to four straight NBA finals and won a championship in the time you're talking about, right? Like, (laughs) we did do that. Well, listen, Anthony Anthony Bennett was... (laughs) <laughs> he was like, he, hey, listen, critical part. Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins were a critical part because without them, does Kevin Love get to Cleveland? Because <clears throat> no. they were traded for Kevin Love. Right. So thank you to them and to Kyrie and, and to all the players that made it happen. But we won the championship and everything worked out okay. So, right. right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next topic. I love this topic. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Oh, especially yeah. because, and I appreciate you too, because I know neither one of you are huge NBA guys and I love the NBA and I, I appreciate you giving me the time on the NBA. Yeah. But this next topic I'm so excited about because we're all college football fans. Yeah. And we've had so many special guests that the, the hard thing about the special guest thing, and it's what we pride ourselves on here on the garage beers podcast is having wonderful special guests, people that I can't believe we've talked to on this show is it's so awesome. But when we don't have our shows, you kind of miss some things. A couple of weeks ago, it starts coming out that the NCAA looks like they are going to move to a 12 team playoff for the football. Absolutely love it. Huge. Love it. You know, it's interesting. It's the about greatest it, news I have heard in forever. <laughs> the most interesting yeah. thing, and I didn't know that this was like an opinion, but every single Ohio State, former Ohio State player that we interviewed said that they would not have wanted to move from a four-team playoff if they had the option, which is I, – I don't understand. I don't quite understand that. Mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. It. I mean, from the. It's easy to say from my couch perspective that yes, I want more college football, more like meaningful games that are cross-divisional, cross-conference. Um, but I think I think what really wins here, aside from like the whole fan experience from the expanded twelve-team playoff, is like it's going to help with recruiting at some of these schools not named Alabama and Ohio State because all yes. of a sudden. You can go to, uh, you know, a Notre Dame or not that these teams are lacking recruiting, but you can go to an Iowa State or Coastal Carolina, and all of a sudden you might be competing for a championship spot. Yeah. Playoff spot. Guys, like 75% since they started the four team playoff, 75% of the, the slots have been filled by teams named Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why everybody's sitting here talking about like, oh, it's going to ruin the regular season. And blah, 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 blah. You're no. stupid. You sound it's, stupid. It's ruining recruiting for schools not named Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. That's what it's doing. It's sound, you sound so dumb when you say that shit because like every year it's just the same. It's the same thing. And, 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 and miss me with the, you can totally miss me with the, Oh, okay. So then we're going to have 
Alabama beat up Cincinnati in the first round? Maybe. Maybe you will. Maybe maybe, not. maybe Alabama yeah. will beat Cincinnati 70 to nothing. But you know what? Why don't we do that with college basketball? Why don't we do Oh, why do we have these 60? Why don't we shrink college basketball the March Madness down because we have to watch these one seeds. One 16 seed has ever beaten a one seed in the history of the tournament. One time has it, has it happened. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It happened that one time. And it was the most magical thing. When UMBC beat Virginia, it was the most magical thing that ever happened. Just like, Why do we... Kev- just like beating Kevin that one time down Cherry Hill. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it. That's it. It just... It, it just... It makes so much sense. So, so look at the look at the the scenario this year, right? Let's say they would have done it this year, right? Um, the top four seeds that got in would have gotten a bye, and those teams would have been a little different than the playoff teams. Those teams would have been Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, right? Not Notre Dame, right? And then here's what it would have looked like: Notre Dame versus Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. Texas A and M versus Indiana. Florida versus Iowa State and Cincinnati versus Georgia. Right. Think of what that would have meant for Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Indiana, Coastal Carolina, and even a team like Texas A&M that has never even sniffed the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? I totally agree with you. Like it, my my whole argument for for a 12 team playoff is you, you take away all debate. Every every year, every year you see all these teams uh, that are outside the top four. You see everybody from national to local analysts on up saying, uh, uh, giving a case for why number six should be in the playoff, giving a case for why number five should be in the playoff. And, you know, and one through four is, is very well-deserved. Yes, they should be in the playoff, but f- you, you go five through eight are usually those teams that people are pissed off about for some reason. Oh, why, why haven't they moved up? You know, they're a one loss team. They lost earlier, yada, yada, yada. But you know what's the the more fun part about it is? 9 through 12 are those teams where it's like you would be really interested to see how they would do against a Clemson or an Alabama. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, 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 like you said, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina went undefeated this year. They beat number like 8 BYU. Right. You know, in the beginning. You could take it back to 2018. UCF, Central Florida, who still claims they're the 2018 national <laughs> champion. <laughs> went 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 undefeated, and they lost to LSU in the bowl game by a touchdown. Right, so they, right. So, so they gave they gave that yeah. was their one loss for the year. So yeah, it, it to me a twelve team playoff takes away all debate. Guys, there are a hundred and thirty plus Division One BCS college football programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all this bitching and whining that I hear from these people, oh, and I feel like it's only. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to call out Ohio State fans, but Ohio State, Ohio State, give it to Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Those are the fans that don't want this. No. Those are the fans that don't want this because their teams are pretty much automatic bids every year. Again, it goes it goes back to my point about recruiting. It's like if, if you are a star linebacker in high school and you could choose between Alabama or Auburn. You're picking you, Alabama. You're picking Alabama every single time. Like, especially this, like, just SEC-wise, let's go there real quick. This year in the SEC, it was, like, the quietest year ever for the SEC. 
Yes. And it was bad because A&M was your second best team. Yeah. 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 I mean, usually you have like four to five top 10 teams coming out of the SEC perennially. 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 That was like the one superstar I had earlier. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know if I have more to add to that. It's just, I agree. It's it's unfortunate, especially for some, you know, Ohio State that we're all fans of, but it's I think it's better for the NCAA as a whole. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, the competitive balance that this will make of schools. Mike, you're on mute still, by the way. So <laughs> uh, Here's what I was going to say. Go. Look, there you go. Look at all the other sports. NBA, NFL, NHL, and uh, MLB, whatever. What percentage of teams make the playoffs? Half? Close to half? Close to fucking half? You can have 12 teams make the playoffs in college football and still less than 10% of teams make the playoffs. So for all of you people that are like, it makes the regular season worse. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Here's the thing. You want... It, 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 it's it's this conundrum of people talking out of both sides of their mouth, and it drives me fucking crazy. You want no? It, it does drive me nuts with college football though, because people. If you're an Ohio State fan, what do people give you shit about every year? Is that you don't play anybody but the Big Ten, and then like Miami of Ohio and Youngstown State. That's your schedule every year, and everybody whines about it. It's the same thing with the SEC. Everybody whines that they play the SEC and then like a Division One AA school and whatever. Here's the thing. Why do they do that? Because one loss kills your chances. Yeah. Right. Because one loss kills your freaking chances. Well, guess what? When you're in the 12-team situation, you can still be one of the best teams in the country right. and get one loss and you still make losses. that playoffs and make that playoffs and win the national championship. That's that makes everything freaking better. It makes you know what else it better as a fan. It means that from December 1st until yes. January 12th, you're not sitting on your ass doing nothing and not being able to watch your favorite college football. Team. Yes. You will have weekly games. If your team is in the playoffs and is winning every week, three weeks, but still that's a whole month of college football that you get added on to uh, that season. And if they do this shit right, if they do this shit right, those first round games are going to be home games. Oh, yeah. And that would be think about this. Notre Dame hosts Coastal Carolina. So you get a playoff game, a playoff game in Notre Dame Stadium. Right. Texas A&M hosts Indiana. I know. I don't know. It doesn't have the same luster up here as it has other places. Kyle Field is the craziest place on the planet to watch a college football game. Hosting a playoff game. Florida, the swamp hosting a playoff game and then and then you'd have cincinnati hosting a playoff game right how much fun would that shit be that's awesome and and what it does and what it does and i'll chad i'll give you the last word on this what it does you've got all these division one college football teams it's my least favorite part of division it's it's the best part about college basketball if you play division one college basketball Every year at the start of the year, you have a chance to win the national championship. Yeah. If you play division one college football, if you are not in the power five conferences, you have no chance of winning the national championship. No matter how good you are, Mm -hmm. no matter what you do and how good you are, you have no chance. 
Expanded Even to if 12 you're in the Big 12 or the Pac-10, you don't have a chance. Expand it to 12, and you give those teams a chance. Chad, finish us out on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything really profound to say. I was just going to go back to your schedule thing. Yeah, I, I, if there's one argument you can, as you say, Mike, miss me with, it's the schedule argument in college football because everybody plays mm-hmm. a, a Division One AA school. Everybody plays a, right. a, a MAC school, a non-Power 5 school. Everybody has those teams on their schedule. So you can miss me with that argument because every single school from the SEC on down plays those yes. cupcake schools. And I, but, but you talked about the advantages uh, of that, you know, an underlying advantage of that too, like it helps out those division one double A schools because they get like $500,000 or a million dollars to go to those power five schools and, and play them. So it works out for both of you. You know, the power five schools get a win. The, 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 the division one double A schools get a bag of fucking cash. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it would, I don't think it would go away, Chad, but I do think you would see more big name, especially non-conference hookups. And that's, that would be awesome. So I I just think, I hope they put this through. I hope they implement it as quickly as possible. Let's get to 12 teams and let's give these teams. Maybe I I do have something profound to say. Finish. Go ahead. No, get profound. No, get Get profound. profound. Get profound. (laughs) Not profound. Not profound. But profound thoughts with Chad Meyer. I just hope that when, now, I, I just hope that, you know, the NCA, when they when they transition to this, they make a criteria and they stick to it because well, because clearly, you know, you know, the, you look at it now. Strength of schedule hasn't mattered. Conference championships hasn't mattered. These are all supposed criteria to get into the college right. football play. Right. Margin right. of victory doesn't matter. Like not, nothing. None of their criteria matters. So I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> so I, I don't know what the new rules for the top 12 teams to, to, to get into this playoff would be, but I just, I just hope they make it and they stick to it. That way nobody will also have anything to bitch about as well. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right, let's move on. Next subject. <laughs> Holy shit. Has this been crazy? So the, the MLB a couple weeks ago comes out with their thing about how they're going to check picture, pictures for foreign substances. <laughs> Leave it to the MLB to just create a fucking train. Holy shit. How, they're doing this so poorly. They're yep. doing this so poorly. And then they come out with a thing today. They're like, we're actually, they're all going very well. No, they're not. I did not realize, guys, and I'm going to let you talk about this while I run for one second. I did not realize that this was a, a manager can just at any time, unlimited amount of times, as we saw last night with um, uh, uh, um, Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer, Scherzer and Joe, Max Girardi. Scherzer, Joe Girardi for the Phillies three times requested a check. And every time the umpires were like, yeah, we'll check. I didn't know this was some unlimited check bullshit. Like <laughs> that is so ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. We talk about like pitchers beaning hitters because they pimp a home run, which they should do. Pitchers are going to start hitting batters because their managers are being assholes. Like what's happening out there? Like I, I, there's no parameters on this. They could just do it whenever they want. There's so many things, so many things here. One, 
the fact that you limit the amount of times that a pitching coach can go speak with a pitcher throughout the game, but you can't limit the amount of times that a coach can have the umpires like literally check a pitcher for a substance is ridiculous. Two, the whole argument, obviously there's people that are cheating. Obviously there's people that are using those substances. Nobody's using it right now because everyone's got Hawkeyes on it. Um, but uh, Trevor Bauer made a fantastic point. He had uh, he was having like a baseball on his arm or something like that, and he had just rosin and sweat and stuck the baseball to the arm. And he's like, if I didn't tell you what I had on my arm, would you think I was cheating? And like I, it was some interview, and they're like, well, yeah, the ball's sticking to your arm. And he's like, I'm literally using pitching rosin and sweat. So, like, how is that different than maybe just wearing sunscreen or something? A number of different things that people are using as the foreign substances. But the real issue comes from uh, the way that managers can just come out and say, hey, I think the pitcher is using something at any point throughout the game. So what Michael's referencing to with Max Scherzer and uh, Joe Girardi last night, the first inning, uh, Joe Girardi asked the umps to check on Max's arms and substances, nothing. Second inning, same thing. Fourth inning, it happened. And Max Scherzer like lit up, like pulling his shirt out, unbuckling his belt, unbuckling his pants. Really, what do you want from me at this point? And the real issue that comes, like, okay, yes, that's going to get annoying during games. But the real issue comes is like, what if it's like the eighth inning and Max Scherzer has a no hitter going, or he has a perfect game going, and the uh, the manager has no basis to call him out for using foreign substances but he's like i'm gonna throw this guy off of his game let's break up the game flow let's break up the rhythm let's check him for substances that completely can derail a potentially momentous sport and or moment in baseball do they really think that like okay did joe girardi really think like okay checking max in the first inning like, that's fine. Does he really think, like, between innings, Max is like, hey, 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 trainer guy, can you give me some of the black tar? Can you give me some of the black tar? What is it, heroin? What, whatever, the, whatever the hell, uh, you know, they're putting on the inside of the gloves, please. I think you're looking for pine tar. And then, Jesus Christ, like, like three times, like, I, I was I was waiting, I was waiting for Max to, like, just, just look frightened after hearing, like, the rubber gloves snap, like, on the umpire's on the umpire's <laughs> hand. Maybe it's like a body cavity search a little because you never know where what, what these guys... It'll only take a minute, Max. Just bend over. Uh, <laughs> like, Not again. Uh, yeah, oh, great. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's very dumb, guys. It, it's very dumb. I mean... It's not, it's not dumb in the sense that a manager should be able to ask an ump to check, but not unlimited amounts of times, for God's sake. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad thing in general, but there's got to be some parameters to this. There has to be some like and and actually it was Clayton Kershaw that came out today and said there's got to be some there's got to be some repercussion to a manager that continues to call for these checks wrongly. Right. Because listen, what's the other thing we talk about with baseball players specifically? What kind of human beings are baseball players? They're creatures of habit. They're they are uh, they have their superstitions. They 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 do the same thing. Every pitch has to be the same way every time. Every batting stance has to be the same way every time. That's what baseball players are. So if you've got a baseball player that's used to touching his hat right here, or like swiping his neck, or like 
wiping his hair, whatever they, that's what they're used to doing. It doesn't, if, even if they're not using a substance, that's what they're used to doing. So that's what was happening with Max Scherzer. He kept touching his hat. And Joe Girardi was like, I just don't ever remember Max Scherzer touching his hat that much. Baseball players do that shit. They are like, they I said it to you guys last night. I texted you. I said, if Mike Clevenger wasn't recovering from Tommy John right now, he'd be checked every other pitch. Yeah. Well, fidgeting, there's all kinds of weird shit. Moving stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, superstitious, especially pitchers. Pitchers have a routine at the mound. Yes. That they have to do every <laughs> single time. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see Trevor Bauer. Did you guys see Joe Kelly's thing? No, no. <laughs> Joe Kelly got checked last night as well. And uh, at the end of the game, he went up to the Elms and he gave him his glasses. And the Elms were like, this isn't part of the check. He's like, yeah, you should check it out, though, because they're pretty sick. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, dude, I forgot to say this, though. Like, uh, are there such things as legal substances for pitchers to use? No. Well, there's rosin. Well, rosin. Rosin and sweat. I meant to bring this up last podcast. Tyler Glass now. Uh, last week, like said something that just kind of like was like, dude, are you? Are you yeah, are, are uh, yeah, you, that was are weird. You, are you? That was real weird. Cheating? He's like, oh well, well we can't just not. You can't just not let us use anything. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what are you using, Tyler? <laughs> uh, again, it's baseball, Chad. We've talked about this a thousand times with baseball. Baseball is a. Uh, <sighs> It's this sport that like old people think is the purest of sports, but in reality, it is the most cheated in sport of all time. <laughs> Since the goddamn it's game steroids, was invented. Since the goddamn game right, was right. Whether it's, it's steroids or cleat length or rubbing shit on the ball yeah. or using a different ball or corking bats or whatever, baseball is the single most cheated in game of all time. So we again. Just, and let me, so now you've got these pitchers. You've got these pitchers that are coming up being like, "I can't use anything." <laughs> like, yeah, because to them it's ridiculous. They've been using shit since they were in high school. Yeah, and let me tell you something too. And and I talked to there's a guy I work with at the Q who's like a certified baseball historian. Like he work he works at Cooperstown now. MLB also throughout the years. The way they've picked and choose which cheating scandals they expose and right, right. <laughs> and that's but that's a whole another conversation. All right, boys. So we're gonna do some quick hitters here before we get to something fun that I have planned for you two oh, God. <laughs> as our last segment of the show. Uh, but we're gonna do some quick hitters, and the first quick hitter we're gonna do is gonna start. It's gonna stay in baseball, and it's gonna focus on the Indians for a minute. How fucked are they right now? How royally fucked Ooh. are the Cleveland Indians right now? It's not. I mean, you like, don't think so? I don't think so because I, I look, I mean, the White Sox are going to be tough to catch this second. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop talking about the division. Just currently where they're at. Fucked. <laughs> Have you seen their pitching rotation for the next seven days? Yeah, it's not good. I'm going to the game a week from Friday. Did you say it's not good? Yeah, no, it's not good. Right, it's it's the worst. All Ossenmacher is available. Yes. Listen, listen. Uh, 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 
we will be playing for a wild card no, no, spot no, 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 in no, no, no. September. No, no, and you're not going to do this, and you're not going to do this. This do is it. not the same Indians. This isn't the same Indians, and it hasn't been this year. We have been so used to the top three or four starting pitchers being great, and our top three pitchers have been very good this year. It, 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 it's uh, between Bieber and Plesak and Savali, three of them, really good. Everybody else has been trash, trash, like <laughs> real bad. Not just, not just like, oh, they've been 50-50. No, they've been trash. The four and five starter positions have been so bad. Tristan McKenzie can't throw strikes. Um, who's the guy that pitched last night that throws the ridiculous uh, changeup? Eli Morgan. Eli Morgan. Really yeah. good, really good for like four innings, and then all of a sudden, Boom! Home run! Boom! Home run! The the four that 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 middle relief slash four and five have been so bad. The Indians are in a really scary place right now, mm-hmm. and 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 Joe, I agree with you. I think they will be competing towards the end of the year. Here's what I'm nervous about, and I want to hear your take on this. Every year I bitch about how the Indians handle business because it's bullshit mm-hmm. how they handle business. Yep. And yet every year, the one thing that they do that I appreciate and I agree with is every year, if they are in contention, they make moves. They make their moves at the deadline. I am super nervous. The Indians are really good at finding excuses to not do things. And I'm really, really nervous that the the downfall of Bieber, Plesak, Savali, Roberto Perez, Franmil Reyes, is going to give them an excuse to not do what they need to do at the trade deadline. And what they need to do at the trade deadline is get an outfielder, get an infielder, get another, you need a pitcher. You desperately need a pitcher. And I'm nervous. They're not going to do it. And they're going to be like, well, and when the end of the year comes around and that move bites them in the ass because they don't make the playoffs, what they're going to say is, well, look at all these guys that were hurt last year. We're going to be better next year when they're all healthy and they're not going to get better. Yeah, it's an interesting predicament. Um, Not even on like the buy or sell aspect, but the fact that most of this team isn't really signed long term as is. (laughs) Like, I don't really think there's anyone like signed super pass next year. (laughs) Uh, So it, uh, it kind of puts everyone in a weird position because you could justify like, well, maybe that means that they can maybe trade some minor piece for maybe a bigger piece that could help out as a rental for the rest of the season. Or um, maybe they actually go out and look for somebody that has some length in their contract. They can be with the team long-term, which they've done in the past at the trade deadline. Um, like with Brad hand and Adam Simber, rest in peace. Um, He's not dead. Well, he's not on the TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why, we, that's why we're here to celebrate the death of Wade Boggs. He's not yeah. dead. <laughs> no, please, uh, please tell me you've seen that episode of It's Always Sunny. Have you guys oh, seen yeah. That? Oh, yeah. The Wade Boggs challenge. Wade Boggs is very much alive. <laughs> <laughs> 70 beers on a flight from Philly to L.A. Yeah. Uh, no, but he went, uh, he, went three for, he went three for four the next day. <laughs> he went three for four the next day. <laughs> I love uh, it. Uh, anyway, it's, anyway. it's, it's tough. I I'm literally going to pitch both sides because I don't know which side is the right way to go. Uh, obviously, we want to buy because we want to have an exciting second half of the season as fans. Um, 
But I, I agree. I think that the front office would use the excuse of like, well, you know, we've got a lot of guys injured right now. We weren't really going to contend anyways when they came back. So maybe we'll trade off, you know. Well, I, yeah. See, I'm not worried about – here's the thing I'm not worried about that, that I think some irrational Indians fans are worried about. I don't think they – I don't think they're going to be sellers because you don't have anybody to sell. There's nobody there's uh, maybe Harold Ramirez uh, could be a sell. Maybe uh, you can sell Nettie Rosario. Cesar. Cesar. Yeah. Yeah. But those are one year guys. That is what it is. Those are one year guys. You can sell rentals. You can sell. But but what I'm saying is you're not going to sell Shane Bieber. You're not going to sell Aaron Savali. You're not going to sell Fran Mil Reyes or Josh Naylor or Jose Ramirez. We're not talking about a true sell. If they were to sell, you're selling one-year rental players, uh, which I don't want to do, but it's not a true sell. I don't, I'm not worried about them selling. What I'm worried about them doing is just standing pat and saying, well, if we were healthy, we'd be great. No, you wouldn't. You weren't great when you were healthy. Yeah. You, were, you were fine when you were healthy. You were fine when you were healthy. You weren't great. You were an 85-win team when you were healthy. Everybody's talking about, oh, they're 10 games over 500. Yeah, that gets you 85-86 wins. Congrats. What a spectacular season you've had. Yeah, that goes back to, that goes back to like, like, uh, like when do you criticize this team? Like, yeah, it's because it's such a long season. Like, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it, like you said, and, and it's to your, this is to your point, Mike. Like, oh, yeah, the Indians are 10 games over 500. Yeah, that's great, but sorry, I'm not going to get excited. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's great, but I'm not going to get excited about a four-game sweep of the fucking Orioles. Like, there's nothing. Like, there's well, nothing. it's it's it, it all goes back to the same thing. I'd rather have them ten games over five hundred than ten games under. Right, but we're not talking about like competing for championships. We're talking right. about like, do we want them to be slightly better than average, or do we want them to be below average? Those are our options. So right. my hope is that the Indians front office approaches this trade deadline that's a month away and says, listen, we have gone into this. We went into this season with one of the lowest payrolls in baseball and a bullshit roster because this is a bullshit roster, even though they're playing okay. It's a bullshit roster. We went into this with a bullshit roster. Now we got to make a move. That's what they need to do. If they don't do that, it's going to be so disappointing. But yeah, anyways, all right, quick hitters, is, Chad. The good, news, but the good news is you're getting Roberto Perez and Fran Mill back soon as they're on rehab starts. That is good news. Yep. Yeah. Um, Chad. Yo. Uh, couple quick hitters before we get okay. to the fun thing that I have planned for you and Joey to end the show. Um, NHL playoffs. Yeah. Uh, as we talk right now, the Lightning and Islanders, uh, as we end the th- get close to ending the third period, are knotted up at two. Boy, oh boy, the snipe that Mayfield just had to tie this game up has that Coliseum rocking. Like, I want to I, I be in that atmosphere right now. Like, like there's that. That's part of the reason why. Like, during those Cavs, those Cavs good uh, good years. Yeah. The one of the I mean, Mike, you know, one of the one of the best things about working in sports is being in that atmosphere and feeling that energy of the crowd. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you almost feel like you're a player on the court when you feel that energy. And God almighty, that atmosphere in that Coliseum right now is just rocking. And I sure hope the Islanders force a game seven here. OK, Joe, question, hockey question. 
We spent a lot of time talking about these playoff teams. We spent a lot of time talking about these playoff players. Why didn't we ever talk about Vasilevsky? <laughs> like, is that guy not the best goalie in hockey? Like, yeah. <laughs> or, or deserves to be in the question. Why did we never talk about him? He didn't get the Vesna this year, did he? Well, Vesna hasn't but, been awarded yet. Hasn't been awarded. But even if he doesn't, it, it, yeah. it's, it's almost at this point, we never talk about Tampa. We never talk about Tampa. I was going to say that's the whole thing. <laughs> they <laughs> won the Stanley Cup Tampa. last year. They won the Stanley Cup last year, and we don't. We still didn't talk about them this year. We yeah. still didn't talk about them, and they have been I, the best team in the playoffs so I far. I still don't feel like talking about them, to be honest. Right. And then you've got this guy in Vasilevsky in goal for them that we don't talk about. And I feel yeah. like we're at the point, Chad, Joe, I feel like we're at the point. You know why, you know why LeBron doesn't win MVPs anymore? Why? Because he's won a bunch of MVPs, so they just don't oh. award them to him anymore. Oh, hand up, hand up. Oh, That's, sorry, sorry, sorry. The reason LeBron doesn't win MVPs anymore is because they're like bored of giving them to him. Yeah. It's the only reason, because still nobody's doing what he does. No. Vasilevsky's kind of the same way. It's like, oh, he's just like the best out there. So let's talk about these other guys. And yet Tampa gets into the playoffs and he's the best goalie in the playoffs. Why don't we talk about these team and these guys anymore? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're just not like, it's not that it's not exciting. I don't know. It's a, it's like a weird conundrum though. Cause like we sit here and we've watched them all season. We watched them in the playoffs and we know that this is a phenomenal team. Yeah, but yet going to the playoffs, nobody picked Tampa. We same Florida was going to be Tampa in the first round, like yeah, right, right. Were, or Carolina was going to beat them in the second round if they lost them, or they beat Florida. So it's like, no, we have zero. I, it might just be an Ohio thing. I, you know, being Blue Jackets fans and fans of our other teams, it's just like I don't know if we're just not giving them the respect they deserve or what. But like, I mean, I was thinking that it was going to be the. Uh, the uh, uh, Capitals or Bruins uh, coming from the East, like yeah. no doubt. Boys, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why we haven't talked about Zaleski. Uh First off, because you had you, you, you had Kucherov and Stamkos come back from injury, and they have just been lighting it up. And, you know, Vasilevsky has a shitload of depth in front of him that, you know, while he is, he is the best goalie in the NHL, but really the best goalie in these playoffs <laughs> right now is, is Carey Price. Carey Price has single-handedly led this Montreal Canadian team to one win, to one win away from getting into the cup final. And he is, <laughs> he is, he, that, that, to me, Carey Price has been the best goalie in these, in these playoffs. It's the hardest team not to root for is Montreal. So, so we've got yeah. Tampa Bay, and uh, the Islanders are about to go to overtime. Uh, Islanders need to win to extend the series, or Tampa Bay goes back to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and then on the other side, you got Vegas and you got Montreal. Vegas is not really a surprise, except for, I, I mean, they're a little bit of a surprise in that, you know, take it out Colorado. Colorado was the team I think everybody, they were the fashionable pick. Vegas yeah. took them right out. Right. Uh, and Vegas has got some identity issues going on right now. Who are you going to play goal? Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is, is so mind-fucked from when he kicked the puck out in front of his own net a couple <laughs> games ago. His mind is gone, and he showed it last night. Uh, uh, but we're, we're real close. This Montreal team, man, 
They finally did it. And here's what I mean. I've, I said it at the beginning of the playoffs. You don't want to see Montreal in the first round because for whatever reason, if they squeak into the playoffs, which they did this year, they were the last team in the playoffs this right. year. If they squeak into the playoffs, they are going to beat whoever they play in the first round. Right. That's that it is automatic with Montreal. They always win their first round series. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they usually lose their next round. Not this year. They figured that shit out. And they are, uh, they have made <laughs> they have played Vegas so well. A team yeah. with more talent mm-hmm. in Vegas, Montreal has played them perfectly. Yeah. And Montreal's mm-hmm. one win from the from the cup. So uh, so here's the deal, real quick, before we go to our next thing. Who wins tonight? I'm going to go with the Islanders. Uh, and not just because I want them to win. I just think they have the momentum coming off that coming off that last goal into overtime. So I think the Islanders force a game seven. Okay. And do the Canadians wrap it up in six? Yes. No. Well, Woo! I'm completely opposite. I think Tampa's winning tonight. I think uh, Vegas is going to win. Tonight. Oh, wait. Or wait, tomorrow. Wait, Wait, let me let me let me actually let me rephrase. If Flurry's in net, Montreal wins. If if they start Robin Leonard, I think it comes back to Vegas for Game Seven. Oh, see, I, I I think that's full of shit. I think Robin Leonard was so. The last game he played was so sporadic. Yeah, <laughs> I think Robin Leonard was so lucky in that game. He was so <laughs> out of position about seventeen times, and he got lucky. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that guy, but Robin Leonard just gets lucky. And, and, and then you got Mark Andre Fleury doing what he does worst. And I'm a Penguins fan forever. What he does worst is playing a puck behind the net. He always makes a fucking mistake. Always. <laughs> oh, but Jesus Christ, does that guy make mistakes? Uh, but he's been he, Mark Andre Fleury has been spectacular in these playoffs, except for that. And it mind fucked him. So uh, I think. I think Tampa Bay wins it tonight. I think when you get into an overtime situation with Tampa Bay, good luck. They're so much better. They're so much more talented than the Islanders that it's going to take luck. But I do think the Canadians win. Uh, I I think they've just got it going right now. So, and by the way, uh, in the NBA, uh, real quick to transition, uh, same position as we are in the Stanley cup finals or playoffs. Uh, We're in the conference finals. The Phoenix Suns have been the most fun. That basketball team. I don't even care if you're like Chad and you're like, oh, I don't watch a lot of basketball. Go watch the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> they are so fun to watch. Yeah, Devin yeah. Booker is playing the most incredible basketball. They're going to get CP3 back. When you have Kevin because Johnson he was out with COVID passing things. it to him. And then you have, when you have Kevin Johnson passing to him. And okay. then you have Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Under uh, the hoop, rebounding, and then and you can't forget about Jeff Hornacek and Dan Modurly. Hornacek, Hornacek. Oh yeah, right. Uh, so Chad, uh, we made notes to each other, and I saw your note, and I know you saw mine. Yeah. Uh, you bitched and complained to me forever. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. bitched and complained about the NBA. I don't watch the NBA because we know how it's going to go. Yeah. We know the Lakers are going to do this. Yeah. We know the Nets. We know the Nets are going to do this. We yeah. know this is going to happen and this is going to happen. Well, guess what? Your final four is the Atlanta Hawks, the Milwaukee Bucks, 
the Phoenix Suns, and the Los Angeles Clippers. Right. None of those four teams have won an NBA championship since the merger. Yeah, None of the four. So whoever wins the title this year is going to be the it's going to be the first time they did it since the merger. And and let me tell you something. I love that. Uh, but the only reason that happened was because of injuries. And that's really? What injuries? The only what injuries? What Brooklyn, injuries? The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets were shit pumping the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, 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 without Harden, without Harden, the first two games. Without Harden, but without then Harden, Harden came back. Without Harden, Harden came back at way less than one hundred percent, and the Brooklyn Nets were up two to one. By the way, and they were winning yep. Game Four when Kyrie Irving went out without Harden again. So Durant, Harden Durant came back by himself. Kyrie sprained his ankle. Harden came back. Kyrie sprained his ankle and was out the rest of the season. Of course he did, because that's what Kyrie does every year. Harden came back at less than 100%. Same thing with the Lakers. The Lakers were up on the Suns two games to one. They were winning game four when Anthony Davis went out with a groin injury. So injuries are the reason that it didn't happen. So that's all. That's all. And you know what? Shout out to our Cannons and Tomahawks podcast. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. What up, boys? Uh, I, I I think it's it, it's excuses. It's excuses from you. Oh, man. Oh, Kyrie got hurt. Okay, James Harden came back. They still didn't win. They still didn't yeah, win. Yeah, but like, as a, Cleveland fan, as, no, listen, as a Cleveland fan, are you going to say when Kyrie fractured his whole like fucking leg in the finals, you're going to be like, well, we would have First had all, it if that didn't happen. First of all, I You were dishing out excuses in that finals just as much. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that was his fucking leg. I didn't know that was his fucking leg. All of it. His whole leg shattered. That's the leg he fucked with. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, but but you act like this doesn't happen every year in every. Again, this is the thing we talk about with the NBA that drives me crazy. The NBA is, is like in people's minds, it's held to a different standard. Acting like this shit doesn't happen in every sport every year. You can't do that argument, though. Yes, you can. can. No, you can't. No, No, yes, you can. Because, no, yes, because when somebody goes down, when one star player goes down on an NBA roster, that's 20% of your starter starting force that's missing from the team. Nah. Twenty. So if you lost 20% nah. of your NFL starters before a playoff game, you're saying you're going to win that playoff game? You, no. You, you mean to tell me every single year the Cavs went to the finals, you didn't know that it was going to be Cavs-Warriors? No. Bullshit. Bull I didn't. Shit. I didn't. The Bullshit. Warriors had to come back. The Warriors had to come back from three to one against the against the Thunder one year. I didn't think that was going to happen. Bullshit. No. Okay, fine. So no, three out of those four years. Three no. out of those four years. You're full of shit. You're full of no, shit. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, yes, I'm you not. are. Every. Okay. When I, I'll, okay, no. Okay, when the Cavs. No. When the Cavs went down two nothing to Zero the Toronto Raptors. Parody. Zero parity in the NBA. You're full of, there's 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 four teams that have, haven't won the championship because since of the merger. Because since of the injuries. merger. Because since of the, oh, zero parity. Because of injuries. Four teams that haven't won the championship because since injuries. the merger. Because no, of not injuries. because of injuries. I, you know Everybody's what? dealt with injuries. You know I, I, Everybody's I, I, dealt with injuries. Everybody's dealt with injuries. Well, well, They've all that, dealt with injuries. Hey, Kawhi Leonard is not playing for the Clippers, and they're in the conference finals. Chris Chris Paul just missed two games because of COVID. Those are the two biggest stars in that series. Don't bullshit that. Brooklyn, Don't bullshit me on that. Brooklyn it happens every and the year. Lakers. If 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 the key if key players on on the Nets and the Lakers 
Didn't get injured. No they chance. Would have been in the finals. No chance for the Lakers. No yeah. chance. All right. Stay no chance. Stay delusional about the NBA, Mike. That's fine. you think. Stay you think if you NBA. think if if Anthony Davis played, the Lakers would have beat the the Suns. Oh, no God. chance. No the chance. Bulls, they were two games to one, and they were winning game four without before he was injured. Nope. You're nope. full of shit. <laughs> no You're chance. Full of shit. Nope. <laughs> nope. It would not oh have. Oh my God. God. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's okay. You guys are. You guys are. It, it's just and Chad. It. Chad, more specifically, you. You're just so. You want that narrative to be so such a thing. You want that narrative to be a thing. It's been proven. It's not proven. <laughs> it's not a narrative. <laughs> Played each other for four straight fucking finals. It's yeah, they were perfect. they were great. They were great. They were great. <laughs> okay, right. it happens right. in other sports. It happens in other sports. Okay, okay, all right. Patriots, all right. the Yankees, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who are How they? about that? The Tampa Bay Lightning about to go back to their second straight. NHL Stanley Cup final. Is that an AHL team? I don't remember. It is. Oh, they're about to. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're about to. Yeah. Oh, they're about to. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. But Montreal and Vegas. A lot of people pick Vegas. A lot of people they, pick Vegas. But, but they've never won a cup. They've never won a cup. Right. Right. Again. None of the teams in the NBA uh, playoffs have won a championship since the merger. None of them. It's only and Atlanta just it's, and Atlanta just beat Milwaukee. It's only because of injuries. That's it. No, it's not. No, yes, it isn't. It is. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Oh my God! I can't wait for Brooklyn and, and the Lakers to meet in the finals next year. So it's not going to happen. I can just throw that shit in your face. I it's cannot not wait for Brooklyn. I cannot wait. There should be a bet though. It's not going to happen. We're definitely creating some type of show bet for this. Yeah, sure. of course. It's, sure. it's so it's so stupid. Uh, okay, uh, let's see here. Okay, so the last thing I had planned for this episode before we get out of here, and this is just fun. This is Chad versus Joe. Uh, oh God! So, what has been on my TV more than anything else these last couple weeks? Ooh. It's been the Euros, uh, the Euro soccer tournament over in Europe. Okay. It's been phenomenal. The, uh, the group stage ended today, so the round of 16 is set. Uh, and it's been awesome to watch. And I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Euros, but I have watched it. It is one of those things. It's kind of like, guys, if you remember during COVID last year when like the NHL was playing games at noon and then three and then seven, and like that's how the Euros have been. Games start at 9 a.m. and then like 9, noon, 3, you just go all day. It's been great. Yeah. So here's the deal, boys. I want to I show the world how smart we are here on the Garage Beers podcast. Oh, well, shit. Oh, God. Oh, Chad. Chad, eat or Snickers, you're turning into a Karen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will say, I, I, I haven't heard your voice gotten that high before. <laughs> That was like <laughs> that was squealy. That was that was pretty squealy. I don't have a and you can't even though. say anything to Alex them. because you can't say anything to Alex because he is walking around in some beautiful garage beers merchandise. Uh, so uh, here's what I want to know. Say whatever I, I want to show. 
Hey, I want to shoot the fuck up. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to show the world how smart Joey and Chad are here on the Garage Beers podcast. So in honor of the Euros, which are entering the knockout stage, which is just the greatest, I put together some trivia. European trivia. So here's the rule on European trivia. You're not allowed to just say, I don't know, and walk away. Okay. You have to venture a guess. I'm going to keep score here. Uh, And uh, if you get it wrong, the other person has a chance to steal. But I'm going to keep a score of points, and we're going to see who is the European trivia master. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. All right. So, Chad, you get the first question. And I and I go in in order of like easiest and then it gets weirder. Okay. Yeah. What country's capital is Athens, Chad? Oh, Oh, that's easy. Greece. Nailed it. Chad gets a point. Boom. Joe. What four countries (laughs) make up the United Kingdom? Bullshit. This is like well, I I think I do this one. This reminds me of Monty Python, the Holy Grail, where it's like (laughs) What's your name? What? What's your brain? favorite color? <laughs> Blue. No, green. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, United Kingdom is uh, Great Britain, Britain yeah, Scotland, Wales, and oh, shit. There's a fourth. It's not Ireland, is it? No. It's not Ireland. Oh, fuck. Dad, can you steal it? Uh, it's gotten wailed. Uh, uh, England. <laughs> okay, cool. Neither of you got that right. So All that right. was the second easiest question. All right. It's, it's England, which you can also call Great Britain. England yeah. and Great Britain are the same. Scotland and Wales. And Northern Ireland. Not well, Ireland. Northern Ireland. It's semantics. No, that's, a, that's a technicality. That's a technicality. Well. All right, Chad, this comes back to you. Europe's. Europe's tallest mountain, longest river, and tallest building are all in what country? What the fuck? Uh, Yeah. um, France. No, Joey. Oh, God. Uh, No, idiot. What? What was the question? Europe's tallest mountain, longest river, and tallest building are all in what country? Oh, God. I think I know. I, I oh, guess. God. Uh, Denmark. <laughs> no, what the fuck? Know. No, Chad, what's your second guess? Switzerland? No, it's Russia. Oh, uh, Russia oh, is the answer. Oh. Also, technicality. I mean, no, it's not a technicality. Right. All right, Joey. Yeah. The largest company in Europe is. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting these from? Go, come on. Uh, Playboy. No, I I don't know. Uh, Sky? No. Chad? Oh, God. Skynet. Skynet. He just said that, you stupid (laughs) asshole. (laughs) That's Skynet. That's Terminator, dude. Uh, We're going to go with uh, KB Toy Stores. The largest company in Europe, you stupid. You name European com- company. Volkswagen is oh, the largest company in Europe. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's a Volkswagen. Not, not, a singular, right, Chad. not an English media company. Chad, 
You can get from this European company, so or country, sorry, give me the country. You can get from this European country to Africa in a half hour. Uh, 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 I got this. Uh, what the hell? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the map in Europe of Europe in my head. Five. Uh, Spain. Four. Spain. Spain is the Spain. correct answer. Chad leads yeah. two to nothing. Yeah. Joey. Yes. In France. <laughs> in France, it Islanders is illegal. Did the Islanders win? Islanders yeah, just won it. Game seven, baby. Let's go. All right, Joey. This goes back to you, Joe. In France, it is illegal to name a pig a certain name. What name is it? Pig. <laughs> no, it's not pig. <laughs> Chad. Uh, Charlotte's Web. Napoleon, you idiots. Oh, God. We are you like, idiots? Oh. Think of something French-related, at least. Uh, pig. Napoleon. Ooh, this one's good. In what country, Chad? Okay. Is it illegal to flush your toilet after 10 p.m.? Uh, India. In Europe, you dumbass. Okay, illegal to flush your toilet after 10 Russia. Let's go Russia. No, Joey. Sweden. You were so close. Switzerland. Oh, God. I've asked a lot of questions, and we only have two points on the board. Yeah, and they're all chads. Yeah, we're smart. All right, Joey. What country has won the the most World's Strongest Men titles? The World's Strongest Man competition. Which country has won the most in Europe? This is Denmark. It's No, it ain't. Chad. God. Uh... It's definitely, it's got to be a Nordic. Like, 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 like Austria? It is Poland. Poland. You dope. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Damn it. You fucking All right, Chad, this is kind of a toss up question. Or this is like a gimme question for you. Sorry. No way. Chad. What is no this? Way. Why is he eating all the gimmies? Chad, what's the smallest country in Europe? Luxembourg. No, it is not. Jesus Lichtenstein. Christ. Lichtenstein. Really? Lichtenstein. Just stop, stop guessing. Stop Sweden. guessing. Joe. Sweden. No. Sweden's one of the largest countries in the world. Oh, I'm in Switzerland. Fuck. No. Hey, guys. There's a city in Europe that's a country. What city is it? Uh, The Vatican? Yes, you idiots. But you don't get a point for that. Cleveland. It's the Vatican. Vatican City is the smallest country in Europe. Oh, I've been there. I should know that. All right, Joe, this one's for you. I'm so excited for this one. Joe, there are five countries. That are geographically located in both Europe and Asia. Name three of them. Russia, obviously. Russia. Russia. I'm not going to count which ones you have right, though. But Russia is right, because everybody knows that. Turkey? That kind of feels like a toss-up. All right, you've guessed two. You've guessed two. I guess two. Um, and then we're going to go with, um, hell, I don't know, uh, Lithuania and, um, I, I asked you to guess three. So yes, Lithuania. Yeah. Turkey and Russia. Chad, three countries that are both European and Asian. Russia, uh, Croatia, 
No, <laughs> it's not Croatia. <laughs> uh, Czechoslovakia nailed it, and and uh, Turkmenistan, and oh. and uh, that was relatively close. Oh, you did name one, but it doesn't count because that's like the seventh country you've named. So the five uh, countries are Russia and Turkey. So uh, Joe, you have oh, two. Shit. Uh, uh, And then Kazakhstan. Um, Okay. um, Georgia. uh, Yeah. Azerbaijan. And Azerbaijan. I got him, right? That was my next one, yeah. Chad. Nailed it. Found in France. What is the most visited attraction in Europe? Mona Lisa. I cannot give you points for that. Eiffel Tower. And I can't right. give you points for that. Fucking shit. <laughs> shit. So the Chad Louvre? gave it is the Louvre. Oh, but oh, the art is the Louvre. Yeah, but I, you gotta say the Louvre. I've never been here. I was supposed to go in March of 2020, but all right, Fun Joe. Fact. This is Fun a gimme for you. Fun this fact. is a gimme for you. Fun fact: the it's Mona not. Lisa is basically the size of a laptop. I've seen I've it. Never been there, it, and it is. And yeah. yes. More chocolate is bought in this country's airport than anywhere else in the world. Oh, Switzerland. Hey, Chad, it's Joey's answer. Switzerland. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally don't know. Belgium, probably. Yeah, Belgium. Uh, You know what? I'm going to give Joe a point for Belgium because it is Belgium. More chocolate is bought in Belgium's airport than any other place in the world. All right, Chad. In which country is it considered an insult to clink your glass when cheersing? Which European country do you not clink your glass? It's all European, you idiots. Uh, Chad, again, you broke up. In what European country is it an insult to clink your glass when cheersing? Uh, uh, Ireland. Ireland. Joey. Germany. No, stop guessing. You get one fucking guess, and then I pass it to Joe. Um, I'm trying to just. I'm trying to work. It's not around Germany. Right you just gave him another I'm trying guess. To work around to the right answer. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Norway. No, it's Hungary. I like Hungary. Because <laughs> when Austria and Hungary were in a war together, when Austria won that war, that's how they celebrated. I, I like how you're like laughing at us, calling us dummies when you wouldn't know these answers either, you fucking idiot. I, I got Trick. the answers. Hey, no, Joe, it's hungry. Joe, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So instead of clinking that glass, bring your glass to Italy, where what beverage flows from a fountain that you can fill your cup from? From the mountains of Capistrano. Probably what? wine. It is wine. Joey with two points ties it up. Wow. All right, Chad. There's one European country that does not have mosquitoes. What country is it? Uh, the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, Finland. Idiot. No. Joey. <laughs> Idiot. You dumbass. <laughs> uh, what's north enough? Uh, I want to go with Lithuania again. Cannons and Tomahawks guess Arkansas. Not correct. You're going to go Lithuania again? 
You're going to be wrong again. It's Iceland. Iceland oh, does God. not have mosquitoes. Little oh. do you know, Canada Tomahawks meant Arkansas, Iceland, the town of Arkansas. <laughs> Joey, all right, there's three questions left, and we're tied. So somebody's got a good wow. question right here. Really coming down to the wire. It is estimated that one in 10 Europeans, one in 10 Europeans have been conceived in a bed made by which company? I'm going to say it. Is it obvious? I'm like an obvious company? I'm not saying anything. Ikea. It's got to be Ikea. It is Ikea. Joey oh. takes the lead with two questions Jesus left. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Chad, you got some work to do. What European country has more McDonald's per capita than any other country? In the world? Russia. A- yeah, anywhere. Oh. What? What? See, Russia, Prussia. Chad, what'd you say? Russia, Russia, Prussia. No, Joe, Germany, Prussia. I think so. What? England. What'd you say, Chad? Joe, England, uh, Germany. Because we haven't had a Germany question yet. Germany does have a ton of McDonald's, but Sweden is the country that has more McDonald's than any other country. Uh, All right, Joe. How did I not know that? Joe, you can end it right here. Last question. Which country has the highest birth rate? Oh, sweet. It's always banging. It's Joe's. It's <laughs> Joey's. What? Um, and this answer actually is obvious. Uh, oh, obvious? Yes. What? Who? Uh, Norway. It's not Norway. Chad, you can tie it up and force overtime. Think about it. Lots of babies get born here. Lots of big families. What country in Europe has the highest birth rate? Italy. Jesus fucking Christ. Chad, you lose. You lose. The highest birth rate in Europe belongs to Ireland. You morans. This is under protest, but I will take the win. Uh, Joey gets the win. Yeah. Joey is the European champion, the WWE European champion. Here I was like ready for like some sports questions. I'm trying to think. I watched so much Premier League uh, last summer. No. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to remember all the players and all the teams and every all the coaches and managers. And then you come out with like geography questions, and that's not my expertise. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Hungary doesn't clink their glasses. You <laughs> idiot! Look at, look at cannons and tomahawk thinks you are an idiot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Total yeah. moron. That's fair. Uh, all right, boys. That's going to do it for us. A very fun episode. Uh, we've got, um, we got very fun things coming up, including more Olympic things, which we will share at a later date. Uh, but for this episode, that is going to do it for us. Uh, if you joined us on the live stream, thank you so much. If you're listening, thank you. Uh, but again, let us give you a, a quick couple thank yous. First of all, uh, thank you goes out to Belly Up Sports. Belly Up gives us our platform, and they broadcast us out to a lot of people that hopefully listen to us and enjoy us. So thank you to Belly Up Sports. Go listen to other podcasts on Belly Up Sports, much like the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast and the like. <laughs> Uh, they do a lot of great stuff, and uh, and you should go check them out. Secondly, uh, to 
promote ourselves again. Garagebeershop.com. Look at the color difference. Right now. What you got over there. Go this is what they garage, look like. Garagebeershop.com. Chad, we can see your shirt now. Oh, yeah. Garagebeershop.com. Look at this thing. Chad, how, how soft is that shirt? So comfy. Feels like it's a baby comfy. ass. It's, soft, it's like, like a pillow. pillow it's like wearing a baby's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know what? Not that. We should delete that. Uh, garagebeershop.com. Go get your shirt. Go get your hat. If you buy one of each, you get a little bit of a deal on it, like our buddy Alex did at the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast. Uh, so go over there, buy your stuff now, uh, and uh, and represent Garage Beers. This hat is the coolest thing. Look at that. Thank you to our boys over at 614 Hockey to help for helping us make that. So uh, those are our thank yous. Uh, for Chad over there on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers, Chad. For Joe over there in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers, Joe. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. We're not going to three cheers? Oh, my God. We didn't do three cheers. Yeah. All right. Three cheers, and then we go. Three, three cheers. Okay. Three cheers, and then we'll go. Chad, what's your cheer? Well, uh, Mike, I, I'm not sure if you were still there when he was there or not, but uh, I'd like to give my cheers out to former Lake Erie crusher Mickey Jones. Yes today uh he got picked up by the orioles got in the game today and struck out uh, um gutierrez uh, god why is why is it not thinking but uh struck out a guy on a nasty knuckleball and uh yeah Ooh. congratulations because uh anybody who doesn't know you know independent ball guys are they never know where their where their life's gonna turn they just kind of want to hang on to the game and mickey's mickey's contract got picked up by the orioles and uh yeah got in the game today so cheers to mickey janice all right. Cheers to Mickey Janice. I appreciate that. Joe, what's your cheers? Cheers to Joe Kelly. He's my favorite. Uh, next to Trevor Bauer. I love it. The Dodgers have the best personalities of all of baseball. Like, I hope they win the championship this year. World Series if the uh, Indians don't. Um, I love Joe Kelly. I hope that he offers to uh, have the umpire strike his glasses every time they check for substances because the substance checking is bullshit. Uh, sweet. Uh, boys, I did not. Uh, I'm the guy that didn't have the the proper cheers uh, oh. for this week. I, I you know, I thought, the funny thing is, I thought of one earlier today, and then I totally fucking forgot it. So my cheers is just going to be. Um, my cheers is going to be. Uh, yeah, it's not great. It's not great when I can't think of one. You know what? My cheers is just going to be uh, Joey coming home. This weekend, hitting the golf course. How about that? Hitting the golf course this weekend uh, and just uh, hanging out with family. And uh, and that's it. Just beautiful weather today and hanging out with Joey on the golf course this weekend. That's going to be my cheer because I'm an asshole and didn't think of anything in uh, in advance. But it's fair. Boom. And here's to Europe. <laughs> Here's to fucking Europe. <laughs> Here's to Europe. Here's to that. All right, boys, let's get out of here. Again, thank you to Belly Up Sports. Thank you to our uh, our sponsors on there. And uh, thank you to you, the listeners. As always, our biggest thank you goes out to you, the listeners. Keep checking us out on our socials, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on TikTok. We're doing a lot of – Chad put out – you know what? Fuck that. 
reverse that. My cheer of the week goes to Chad for his Bryson DeChambeau video on TikTok because that shit was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Bryson yeah. DeChambeau lost another tournament because he sucks, <laughs> and Chad made a great video about it. So you get my cheer of the week, Chad. As a person and as a golfer, he sucks. It's as ain't everything. Uh, so go check us out on all our socials. Otherwise, it was awesome spending uh, episode 70 with you, whether you were live streaming or whether you're listening to us later. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a rating. Give us a review uh, and tell your friends about us. Otherwise, get over to garagebeershop.com, buy some merchandise, and we will see you next week for episode 71. Cheers, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.